Welcome, travelers. Welcome to season one, episode 13. I'm joined today with TripAdvisor of Reach for the Magic Destinations, Amy Krauss. What I um what I think is great is we're gonna talk all about me. Yay! <laughs> This is Travel Happens, a podcast all about enhancing your vacation. Do you want to make your trip go smoother, easier, and more special? Keep listening. I am your host, Destination Douglas. Think of me as Moraine Sedai, Tyrion Lannister, Gandalf, Mr. Miyagi, and Yoda all rolled into one. I'm your guide when it comes to cruises. Joining me today is Amy Krause, a specialist for families of all types. Let's face it, you don't want it to occur, but travel happens. We are there to supply advice, guidance, aid, and be your advocate through all the potholes and pitfalls to your destination. Do you need help planning a vacation? Reach out to Amy or myself and we can make it happen. So like Douglas said, we are continuing our series of interviewing each other. And today is all about Douglas. But before we get there, we're going to do our segment of We're Obsessed. So Douglas, tell us yours. I hear that you might have a, a part two to something you have previously discussed. That, this is correct. I have an update over um, a previous uh, obsession uh, I went on a run um, a weekend ago, a few days ago. Okay. And um, and I had a completely different result uh, than the the previous time I re- I was reporting about this. Ooh, what happened? Yeah. So last time uh, I said people were just rude. <laughs> Right. They wouldn't look at you in the eye. They weren't nodding. They were like not acknowledging my presence, nothing. So all I was asking was for a head nod, just nod your head back. That's it. Um, And this time uh, I got it. I went last time only, you know, less than 10% of the people acknowledged my presence. This time I would say 90%. So Maybe they heard your podcast. Maybe they were listening and thought I need to be nice. That's Douglas. what it must have been. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think. Or maybe I had a snazzier outfit that day. I don't know. Seriously, you know, it's just like with travel, you know, you could just have different experiences just upon the day that you visit. You know, one day, this is true. you know, it doesn't quite go the way you thought it would. And another time it's amazing. And you went to the same place. Who knows? Um, Maybe before you know, you'll be getting waves and more than just nods. Well, wait, on the way. So what I did was I got up at the crack of dawn. I got up while it was still dark out. It wasn't sunrise hadn't even happened yet. Oh, wow. Yeah. So uh, I kind of did a combination thing where I walked about mm, three to four miles out to this trail 
And um, then I did my run on, along the trail. And then I did another three to four mile walk back wow. home. Uh, and then once I got home, I did, uh, I don't know what kind. Oh, it was the, oh, it was the day of the Pilates. It was like an at-home Pilates. Oh, there you go. But so I, I wanted to collapse in my shower afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But on, on the walk to the run, I ran across this couple and uh, this woman gave me the biggest smile you'd ever want to see i mean she, she was like it was like i made her day i'm like i hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that was just that that there was that was a good start and then it just went well from there on i really enjoyed it and see that's why we be kind because you never know Who's having a bad day? Who's not having a yeah. good day? And little smiles, little nods, little. Yeah, well, this wasn't kindness. a little smile. This was a big. This smile. is a big. You like, made her day for sure. Uh, or maybe she just was nice. Oh, <laughs> there we go. There's so good people in this yeah. world. <laughs> do you have an obsession for this week? I do. Last time, last time I was on, I I did have a, I had a an excitement, um, and today is a little bit more of a rant. Um, oh. I hate to take away from your positivity, but that's okay. Um, my rant is people that cannot park straight. It's even I, apparently I complain. It's amazing. I can't do. Go, there's go very ahead. little I can do straight these days. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because I clearly rant about it enough. You know, our our little ones listen and hear everything that we do. And so I complain about it enough in the car of when I park and people are not straight, I can't get out or I have, it just, it irritates me. And so clearly my little girl has picked up on this because now she even comments about the cars that are not parked straight as we're walking or the fact that we have to park further away to be in a space where we're normal and there's people that are not crowding us. But, you know, it just, when you have, we're trying to get other people into a car, especially little kids yeah. and it's raining or you have groceries or whatever. And it's just, it's so annoying. And there's times then, you know, it's the only parking space and I have to deal with it. There's times I will intentionally park away from people so that I'm in nice and straight and I'm happy. And then I get out to my car and there's someone about to run over me. I'm like, what in the world? Well, it's so funny. That is my obsession. That that just reminds me of um, people I have known over the years, and they have really n- nice cars. Maybe it's yep. a brand, maybe it's a brand new car, and they purposely will park the vehicle way, way far away from everybody else, and it's because they don't want anybody to come close to mm-hmm. near being near their car. Because yeah, my husband does that; he is a extreme distant car parker, if, if available, um, he will always park way out where there's nobody that's going to be going to be near him. But sometimes you just don't have those options. And so I just get so for We were actually in a parking garage the other day. I was going to a, a medical appointment and it's sixth floor. And we just kept going up and up. And there were spaces where we thought, oh, great, we'll park there. And then we get over there and there's this huge truck that's over the line. I'm like, well, thanks for taking up two parking spaces, or even like, we've seen it like the little like Fiat's. I'm like, your car is tiny. How could you not get it in the lines? 
go so anyways, back to go not go back to not beauty school but driving school exactly yep. yeah and now you know there's so many cars now that have the the backup cameras and the cameras yes. and things like that that come with them so that's right. even i just with the like little guidelines yes they have little lines to guide you yep just park there so anyway so that is my obsessed my small little small little rant but now i think it's uh it's time to finally talk about you Ooh. Like what you are hearing? Tell your friends that they too can now find us on their favorite podcast player like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you name it. If you put, you know, click on the little magnifying glass and do a search and look for Travel Happens, you'll find us. Uh, we need your help because <laughs> uh, I've gotten one, we've gotten one review so far. And there was one episode when I, talked about the person who reviewed our podcast and thank you dear listener for saying nice things about us yay and, yeah but um for us to come up in results when people are googling travel podcasts we'd like to be near the top right now i think the number one spot is rick steves who i absolutely adore and love and i love him but you know there's room for us at the top too. Can we join him? That's what we want to do. <laughs> That'd be fine by me. <laughs> um, but, you know, Mount Olympus is a nice big place. We can be up at the top. So uh, please give us a five-star review. It's beyond price, but it doesn't cost you anything. And if you make a review, reach out to me and I'll be sure to mention you in a future podcast. And Mike, Contact information is in the show notes. So that would be awesome. We are excited to continue. Our last few podcasts have gone over the co-hosts and we've Douglas has been so kind to interview us and get to know us better. So now it's time to flip the tables and we get to know your podcast host, Douglas. We can find out how boring I am. No, 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 not boring. So as we all are travel advisors, I'll start start pretty simple. Um, that you you are new with Reach for the Magic Destinations and are our cruise expert specializing in cruising. So tell us what got you into travel advising? Were you doing that before you joined Reach for the Magic Destinations, or is this new for you? Uh, uh, it is new for me. So um, I had, okay. So <laughs> I had thought about becoming a travel advisor, and then I watched a podcast where they were actually looking for travel advisors, and part of that was they were qualifying the candidates. They were very clear and very upfront about this is what it's like to be a travel advisor. This is what you can expect. Here are some of the downsides. Yeah, it's not like, all rainbows and sunshine. <laughs> no, it's not all rainbows and sunshine. I'm going to give the listeners some behind-the-scenes scoop. So part of it is, you know, uh, uh, much of the time, we don't have day, uh, travel advisors don't have days off. Right. That um, we're working when whenever. 
and that basically we carve out free time for ourselves. So let's say your son has a a baseball game that he is playing in. So you carve out, you know, several hours so that you can shuttle him over, watch the game, shuttle him back home. Well, actually shuttle him to the celebration at whatever the the restaurant, then uh, shuttle back home. So yeah, you you carve out time. And when I'm listening to the a very good full description of what this is like, I I thought to myself, oh no no, this is not for me. <laughs> not for me. I'm, I don't want no uh, no no not for me. I'm not. I don't want to do that. Then the pandemic hit, okay. and um, I'm tooling around. And uh, I happen to, now, the owner of Reach for the Magic Destinations, her name is Denise. Denise and I have known each other since like maybe 2003. Okay, so for a while now. So Yeah, for a bit. And I saw she had put online um, that, she was actually looking to expand the business Mm -hmm. and she was looking for potential candidates uh, of travel advisors. So I reached out, like I really thought about it and um, I really decided that, you know what? I could do this. Mm -hmm. This is something I'm actually now okay with the downsides of the biz. So um, I'm like, I'm okay. I can do this. So I reached out to her and then we had a long conversation and um, yeah, that's what happened. And then here I am making uh, dreams become reality. There you go. You actually did reach for the magic to, to do something new. So, okay. So you joined the agency when? November. November. Okay. I knew it was before Christmas. I couldn't remember the exact yeah. date. And so you are our cruise specialist. So yes. tell us about why cruises. What is it that? Well, really the answer is a previous episode of this podcast. Listen to um, the the episode that talks about why cruises are so great. And that my answer is all in there. Like, I love the fact that um, you aren't married to a specific destination. Like, if there is a problem and there is a big storm heading to, um, I'm, I'm going to say, let's say, I, I know Amy wants to go to Italy. Let's yes. say a storm is on its way and it's going to hit Italy. Well, guess what? the ship can just move and go someplace else. Yep. So I love that. I love how um, when you go to a main dining room on a ship, you can eat to your heart's content. Can't decide between, <laughs> listen, what do I want to eat? Do I want to have um, the lobster or the filet mignon? 
Doesn't matter. Get them both. Yes, I get them both. <laughs> Just get them both. Can't decide between the creme brulee or the lava chocolate cake. Get them both. Get them both. So, in fact, my very first cruise that I took way back when, um, I got, uh, I just, I remember, I have this specific memory of, uh, I was, uh, went on this cruise, I played, I played with a nonprofit instrumental group. And uh, so this, um, we all went on this cruise together. And everybody looked like I had lost my mind because I just had plate after plate after plate <laughs> of, of that I had gone through. They were all stacked up right next to me. There was like a good like five plates of, <laughs> of brex- breakfast food that I Ooh, had gone through. Breakfast food through. is even better. And also this is back, you know, in my younger years when I had the metabolism to deal with all of that food. Like, yes, I remember there was this one Thanksgiving I went to where I ended up at three different Thanksgiving uh, dinners all on the same day. Oh, it's like four Christmases, but with Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't gain a pound. Those, wow. days, those days are gone. Yes, those but days are I, gone, sadly. <laughs> If I were to do that again, I would surely gain some weight. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I remember that was just, I was in, I was like a pig in mud. I love, <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah. You are a happy camper. How many cruises yeah. have you been on? I don't know. A lot. <laughs> Not as much, not as much as a friend of mine who's on a cruise as we speak. He posted a picture of. Um, he must be in some suite. Uh, it's two stories. Oh, and, those are amazing. Uh, yeah, because and he has like, you know, these huge, huge windows, and I'm like, okay. And then you know, people are like, are are you on the such and such transatlantic? Uh, sailing. He's like, no, but I'll be on the uh, the um, celebrity beyond transatlantic crossing. Wow! And they're like, and they're like of course you will be. On. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, with all your cruising and all your travel, what has been your favorite travel memory? Mm, okay, so um, there was this cruise that I went on where uh, it was just a really great group of people. We just had a blast. We didn't know each other. We hadn't met each other. Um, but we there was this forum, online forum, where ev- people who were on the sailing connected with one another. And so mm-hmm. um, when we we're on the ship, we just did all this fun stuff together. I remember... We did uh, what I'm not going to do on my next cruise, and I wouldn't recommend this today. Uh, we did what was called a cabin crawl. So I had organized Ooh. everybody. So there was someone staying at a suite. They they were the like the last people, the last mm-hmm. uh, accommodations that we we started with. The in we started, you know the 
the more humble beginnings and went to the inside state rooms. And uh, we, uh, I was staying in uh, outside uh, state room, had a little window to bring in some sunlight. Um, and we went to different types of balcony configurations and we ended up at a stateroom. And then at each room that we visited, they, the, the people staying in that room acted as hosts and had some kind of snack and we had, how fun! and we had something to drink. Uh, I know I definitely had crown Royal. (laughs) (laughs) We, uh, and uh, this took place in the middle of the day on a sea day. And thank goodness it was uh, the middle of the day because we were loud. We were just (laughs) cracking each other up as we're traveling, you know, through different floors, through, uh, the whole ship. I mean, I, I saw a good portion of that ship on that day. So, it, and on top of that, we had this card game. I don't know that I'd have to look at my notes and see what the heck this card game was about, but you had the potential to win some money. I lost, I, I didn't win anything, but uh, <laughs> it just was a really good crew. So shout out to Joy and Larry and um, all the people that I met. That was, that was a fun uh, vacation. Another one was um, when I won uh, sweepstakes through Travelocity. Oh. And um, listen, anytime you can take a trip and not pay for it. Listen, I probably had the nicest accommodations I will ever have because they sent me to... Copenhagen and Malmo, Sweden, uh, which they're basically, you just take a bridge to get from one to the other. They're so close together. And um, since that is so close to Stockholm, I'm like, you know what? I've heard how Stockholm is this beautiful, beautiful uh, city. I'm like, "Uh, I gotta, I gotta, you know, I paid out of pocket for a couple of days in Stockholm and did that. So the the whole fact that I didn't have to pay for much, I was a real pauper back then. I remember I was scrimping something fierce mm-hmm. uh, to be able to do that trip. Also, the other part of that trip is it was just really bad timing. Like if I were uh, you know advising someone who was going to Scandinavia, I would encourage them to go during summer because uh, yes because it the weather is nicer number one number two things are open i this trip i had like a limited window of when i could go really limited i only had the choice of a few months of when i could go so i ended up going in november not the best time because so <laughs> much so much is closed. I'm like, oh, I would like to do this. Nope, sorry, can't do it. It's closed. Aww. So, but uh, listen, they put me up in a five star hotel. Wow. Um, it basically was like it. Um, at the time, it was the Radisson Blue 
Hotel in Copenhagen. Okay. A, a huge, huge architect designed both the building and then the interiors. He, he was like, he's extremely well known. Unfortunately, I don't have my notes here. Uh, I, I could look it up of, of who designed this whole thing, but the hotel was just beautiful. And once again, another Radisson Blue hotel in Malmo, Sweden. And um, yeah, like the hotel that I had in Copenhagen was right outside the Tivoli Gardens. So, oh, beautiful. I mean, it was just across the street. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, that's that pretty amazing. impressive for a free trip, too, because I feel like a lot of those. It included airfare, too. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. so, I feel like a lot of those you get and you end up. In like I thought it was a joke. I don't remember entering into this thing. And the email that I got, it didn't look all that official. I'm like, is this for real? <laughs> there you and go. I, I feel like in these days, you know, I would have been afraid to click oh, on that. Oh, yeah. Like it was, it was a fishing attempt or something, yep. right? In fact, um, I just had a phishing attempt on my business email account, which is oh. odd. Yeah. I I reached out to Denise. I'm like, okay, this is what I, I'm seeing. It was all it was, was a link. There was no text whatsoever. No. It was just a link. I'm like, I'm not touching it. No mm. way. I'm betting it's some kind of phishing attempt. And I reached out <clears throat> to Denise. I'm like, listen, do you know anything about this web address, this URL, you know, is it okay that I just completely ignore this? And she's like, yeah, I don't know anything about it. I'm like, okay, if you don't know anything about it, it's, and it's not a client of mine, it's not important. Not I don't important. need to address it. Yep. Yeah. I know. And they get, they get so tricky and fancy with those. I actually just got a text message earlier today that was supposedly from the town that we live in. They're doing a lot of <laughs> changes and renovations, doing a town survey. And so there's a part of me that wonders, hmm, is this really real or is this just another fishing yeah. expedition with that? So exactly. Well, on our travel theme, you know, we talked on a previous podcast about traveling light and I have yeah. many lessons to learn from you. <laughs> <laughs> but is this something, have you always been a light traveler? No. Is this something that you, oh, okay. no. Hey, wait, I've got a good story. So... <laughs> Uh, back in 2004, I'm meeting two friends who now they got married. I just got okay. a, like a note. Well, they might have gotten married earlier and just made like a, a social media post about it finally. Mm -hmm. But um, I saw the social media post. I've no, obviously have known them forever. And uh, they they picked me up in a car from the airport in Orlando, MCO, and I had a 30-inch Pullman for luggage. 30 inches. <laughs> Humongous. It's like about more than half my size. Have you? Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I packed that thing pretty well. <laughs> it was pretty well packed. It was so heavy and humongous. So no, not always traveled light. What me, what transformed me, I I learned about this whole concept of traveling light. I don't remember how. I just uh 
know I had. And uh, I ended up visiting some friends in Chicago and uh, I did it. I, I'm like, this completely changed my life. I'm like, oh my God, this is so wonderful. What a difference between the two trips. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it was so less, it was so much less stress. It was so nice being able to do whatever I wanted to do, especially uh, me when um, the Chicago trip, I was traveling solo. There was, uh, you know, I was visiting friends in Chicago, um, but I basically had to do everything myself. So I had to go through turnstiles and stuff and train platforms. And Oh, so yeah, I didn't want to haul all that stuff. I, I I can't even conceive of doing it with that huge with your thirty one inch yeah <laughs> yeah well there you like I said I still have still have lessons to learn but earlier you talked about the the woes and the not not the happy side of being a travel advisor yeah um, what would you say since you have been doing this now? What yeah. has been the trickiest part for you about being a travel advisor? I would say that, uh, well, it ha- it's being a travel agent in 2022, and that is having to deal with the constant changing landscape of health protocols. Yes, and especially then, for cruising, I feel like it's well, even more. Well. Also, you have to consider I'm dealing with 12 different lines and each of them have a different set of protocols. Mm -hmm. So keeping it all straight in my head and sometimes, um, you know, if someone were to ask me a question, I would be like, I believe this is the case. But really to answer your you definitively I'd have to really look it up just to be a hundred percent sure because you have you have to be a hundred percent sure because if you're wrong, there goes the trip. Their trip, gone, exactly. It, it's gone. You're 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 going nowhere. You're going back home. Right. Yep. So and I, I think say, you know that's people are reaching out to us. Not I mean for advice, right? We're there to plan the trip, and yeah, you know, there's some things that could go or change but like to your point that 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 is one of the things that you have to be dead on about because like you said it just you won't be able to go on your vacation if you're wrong or you don't have the right test or the right vaccine update or and then you know something just uh recently happened where they changed the rules for international travel uh where if you are outside of the United States and now are coming back home up until very recently, you had to take a COVID-19 test and uh, to prove that you're not infected. Mm -hmm. And they just did away with that. Now, of course, they could always bring that back. You know, they could change their mind and I wouldn't put it past them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But, um, if you are flying from, let's say, Prague to back home, you no longer, as of mid-June 2022, you don't have to 
take a test anymore. And it used to be you had to take the test within one day. That's, right, which can be challenging to find locations that are doing testing. Well, well, if if they were my client, my clients know to do, you know, uh, uh, at home test. So that's what I would recommend. I I would be like here, just take a proctored at home test and show the results to um, whatever airline you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. And that's something I think we advise our clients on too, is that, you know, when they book their trip, that these are the rules as of now, but, you know, depending on when your trip is, that could very well, yeah, that could very well change. So, exactly. so with the, with the, the vaccines and the learning to be a travel advisor, and you talked yeah. about, you know, this is kind of a new career for you since the pandemic. Yeah. What, what has the pandemic taught you both personally and, or as a travel advisor? Well, it's act. I think the biggest lessons were what it taught me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned that I am far more of an introvert than I ever <laughs> realized. Like you know, when it was um, May, late May, early June of 2020, people were getting a little crazy. You know, they had been going through uh, lockdown since March and I was perfectly fine. I'm like, I don't need to see anybody. I (laughs) I am fine. And I was having a wonderful time binging different things. And like, I, you know, I didn't bake any sourdough bread like other people did, but I I did not either. But uh, I did. Well, the two things are related. I started binging the Great British Bake Off. And so then I bought a a mixer, a stand version mixer. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like baking cakes. And um, I I made that, what's that bread at the Polynesian? Oh, God. Not the the hollow bread. Um, No. I know what you're talking about. I can't think of what it's called right now either. Anyway, so like I was, I went on a baking frenzy. I was living my best. I was so happy. (laughs) And um, yeah, so now I I think, now I realize I really need alone time to recharge. Mm -hmm. I, it's not that I don't, that I'm a recluse and I, uh, I can't stand people. uh, But that was something that was, I was shocked by. Yeah. And I, I kind of feel like it shifted. I mean, I th- we all learned so much from the pandemic and I feel like it shifted us. Some people became more extroverted and realized how much they need people and exactly. need constant interaction. And yeah. Um, and I'd like to your point, then how much more they needed that alone time to recharge and, or even those that are extroverts that realized the benefits of still alone time and recharging. Yeah. In that, in that time frame. Well, the, well, the extroverts, they actually get the recharge from the interaction with people. Right. But even some of, so, you know, like I feel like yeah. I'm a really extroverted person and I thrive uh-huh. on that, but I've realized yeah. that maybe this is just me getting older that I need to, I also need my quiet time to yeah. group, <laughs> <laughs> which was actually hard to get for me Yeah, in the pandemic. So, okay. Last travel related question that I have. 
you talked about, you said looking back at your notes and looking back at the, the notes and things that you've taken. I've actually heard that you write these beautiful stories and journaling about the travel experiences that you've had. Yeah. Tell us about I, that. Is yeah, that- yeah. Journaling is really what I would uh, call it. Okay. And it's, it's really just for me. It really is. It's, and it's amazing going back and looking at something uh, of like that um, 2004 trip to um, Walt Disney World and meeting up with my friends and uh, reading about what that trip was like. I'm like, oh, I totally forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so yeah, I really enjoyed that. I, I have no idea who you, who, what little bird that could have been. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's great. I think it's a, such a good, like for me, that's pictures to go back and yeah. look at pictures and that, you know, creates that experience. And oh, I forgot about that and that little piece. And, but I think the journaling too is such a great Great way to express that and to have to kind of capture that emotion and the feeling that you were having right in the moment, which is a great part of why we travel is to experience those and to have those to have those moments. Okay, so moving away from travel and moving a little more personal, uh-huh. you live in this amazing city that is full of culture and arts and so much accessibility to even other surrounding cities what they have. Right. Um one thing I have noticed is you seem to have a love for Broadway, which I well, do. I have a love of all uh, live performance. Okay, not just Broadway. Uh, yeah, no, not that. Okay, uh, but yeah, but but it, that that is definitely a big um, a big factor. Big highlight. So, what would you, what has been your favorite live performance and your favorite venue? <sighs> Well, I know the, uh, my favorite venue because, well, because um, I recently discovered it. What show did I see? I remember the venue, but I don't remember the show. What was the show? <laughs> um, it was the Hudson Theater in New York City. Okay. And they had just redone the theater and uh, it was incredible. There was so much room. So it was so roomy. I'm used to, there are some local theaters here in Philadelphia that I'm sorry, someone living in the 18th century had to be really tiny because <laughs> they had to have been, because I'm not a big guy. I'm really not. And um, everybody's knees are up against the oh, chair in front those. of them. I mean, big time and each chair is right next to it but uh the hudson oh you just have so much it, uh, it, it it's just beautiful and um one of the ushers was going around and pointing it was before the show was starting and uh was pointing out all different things about the theater mm, beautiful yeah what about your show what's been your favorite live performance you know what i actually i got a different answer i'm gonna say the Fillmore here in Philadelphia. I love that place. Oh, okay. Number, yeah. Because number one, it has these huge chandeliers that um, are are there. It's it, it looks great. I also, it has um, two rooms. It has a main room 
and it has a smaller, more intimate space called the foundry. I I especially love the foundry. It has all these um, hangings of um, like uh, fabric, and there's like couches, and there's it's just like a really cool seating area. But the the main place not only does it have these chandeliers but some i'm a drinker of hard liquor oh there we go <laughs> so you are never far away from a bar at the Ooh, film that's always fabulous yeah so i i love it for uh that reason i love me my adult beverages um yeah it, it's just sort of like a really cool spot and they uh actually have several of these around the country. Um, so if there is a Fillmore near you, go visit it. Ooh, go check it out. Okay. Yeah. So is the foundry, the room, is that, do they have live performances that yes. there mm-hmm. or is that more yeah. of it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw, gotcha. Ruf- let's see. I saw Jake Shears there from the Scissor Sisters and I saw Rufus Wainwright one time there. Okay. So speaking of live, this live shows, then what has been your favorite live show? That <laughs> It's so favorite... hard to pick. What's your favorite child, Amy? <laughs> Depends on the moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So I saw uh, once on this island at Circle in the Square in Manhattan. And I was in the front row. So my feet, they created an island. That was the stage, the island. So my my feet were in sand. And actually, Anusha had to come by because I was like wearing sandals and I took my sandals off and I put my feet into the sand and Anusha came by. No, you can't do that. You (laughs) need to. I'm like, really? Hi. <laughs> okay. Why are but, you having sand right here at my feet then? <laughs> exactly. Um, so I put the sandals back on and I enjoyed the show. Uh, Leah Salonga was singing At My Feet and she has this amazing voice. Oh. Um, I, well, she wasn't there the entire time, but there was a good portion of the time that uh, she uh, was singing right by me. And then... Um, uh, Alex Newell, uh, probably best known by Glee audiences, um, he uh, they um, gave me a little w- noticed me and gave me a little wink before the the show began. Oh, there you go. And then uh, Miss Standridge, who was also in the show, she and I had a she was in character. I'll give her that. She played the character of um, the God of Death. Okay. So, uh, and uh, so she remained in character, but we carried on this whole conversation before the show started. She had a goat with her and we talked about her goat. (laughs) (laughs) So um, that was a a really great time. I really enjoyed that. Um, I saw To Kill a Mockingbird uh, in the live performance. Yeah, uh, that was, I I had never seen the movie. One of these days I'll get around. Oh, you did. I love it. That's one of my mom's favorites. Yeah. Uh, um, but 
I, I would venture to say it probably was an excellent adaptation of the movie. Um, I thought it was interesting, though, because all the children were played by adults. Okay. Fact, uh, what the lead a- uh, adult, the lead child, is their name Scout? Is that Scout? Name? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the woman who played Scout, I love her, Celia Keenan Bolger. Uh, she won the Tony, and she won the Tony for that uh, oh, wow. performance. So she was excellent, and so was uh, her buddy, uh, the actor Gideon Glick, who is currently you can watch him in uh, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel on Amazon. Oh, okay. Yeah, so uh, he plays this magician on this most recent season, and he's great in that. He was great in this show. Yeah. So that was amazing. There were there were so many that were. Really I know it's good. so it's so hard to pick, and I just feel yeah. like live, live productions, live music, live everything is just it's so much better. And it's, again, especially where you are, there's so much of it around you. Yeah. Um, and so much great quality that you can find. You know, even if it's not a huge Broadway show, there's still amazing yeah. quality out there with all those. So on the art theme, um. Mm-hmm. You definitely seem to enjoy art. I know I personally yeah. love your your photos and your art pieces that you put up and say, this makes me smile. Yeah. Um, what what kind of art do you like or what is the, your inspiration? I don't think really there's any one particular kind of thing. It, okay. It's just that something that, is speaking to me at mm. that moment or that time of my life. Like there was, a, uh, as a teenager, I uh, went through a really dark period, really, really dark period. So um, the artwork by Hopper really spoke to me. Like I have a coffee table book. There's, okay. So, I live in this house and uh, I am talking to you from my bedroom on the second floor. And on the second floor, when you reach the landing, there basically is like this mini living area. I've converted it into like a another living room. Okay. It, it's really because I needed to put my living room furniture into this house that I had from my previous house. Gotcha. What, what I'm gonna what am I gonna do with all this stuff? So I created this space and there's a coffee table, and on the coffee table there's a book of Hopper's work. And he is like much of his work is looking at people in isolation. Like some of his oh, okay. famous some of his famous paintings are like a, a person at a diner all by themselves sitting okay. at the at the diner counter you're outside at nighttime looking in into this all the lights are on into the stop in this diner oh. and you're looking it's just this this person is extremely lonely and extremely isolated it's a really interesting piece of artwork so yeah i that that spoke to me i love um uh the water lily uh paintings by monet which mm-hmm. is something completely different it's all about the light 
mm-hmm. of the of the time that you're having and um that's incredible in fact uh here in philadelphia we have a museum uh, of the barnes foundation and it's really just uh, a whole slew of incredible impressionist artwork all throughout that museum but even more than any i've talked about all this stuff and i didn't talk about what i really love i love sculpture like sculpture. oh really yeah because re- it's in 3d and really if you um look it, all the way around a piece of sculpture you really get to learn things. It's just, and then there are sculpture gardens that I've gone to where you get to have great fun with these pieces of um, sculpture. So it, it, I really enjoy that. Uh, like I went to, when I was in Paris, I saw um, the Rodin Museum and that mm-hmm. was just amazing. Do you, have any, do you have any art museums that are on your bucket list of places that you want to go? Not, I mean, destinations, but I mean, from museums. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I'd have to, I'd have to research that one. I don't, I don't have an answer for that. There you go. Did you go to the Louvre when you were there in Paris? Yeah, uh, I spent, what, what was funny. So when I was in Paris, where, uh, where was I? I was in the Musée d'Orsay mm-hmm. and um, I saw someone I knew. Oh, wow. And from behind. And I'm being an obnoxious American in Paris, <laughs> and I'm calling out to him from afar. And he was pretty clueless. And finally, I'm like tapping him on the shoulder. And we ran into each other and uh, we made plans uh, to go see the Louvre uh, the following day. So okay. we went. We went and we uh, discovered a lot of things and we were both commenting to each other about the things that we're seeing. And then the day after that, I was part of this tour group. I had this guide that uh, took like about mm, 20 of us through the Louvre. And um, this is her specialty and she was amazing, wonderful one insightful woman and she's pointing out things about the painting i'm like i really got this down i knew i like as she's like saying things i'm like that's what i said yesterday (laughs) (laughs) i should do this job (laughs) yeah they're both i think both the muse d'orsay and the the loop that i was blown away by them when i was there and i wasn't even that into art at the time Uh and so those are, if you guys get a chance to go, go use your travel planner and go. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, so we talked about bucket list museum. What in general is a bucket list item for you? Bucket list item. Oh, Japan. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I anywhere really... in particular or just the whole country? Um, Kyoto. Okay. Yeah. I really love, um, to explore um like because they have preserved a whole lot of uh stuff that was there back in medieval times okay and i would really love to see that i'd love to see and uh japan has like this 
special relationship with um, Philadelphia, where for years they would deliver cherry blossom trees to Philadelphia. So there's, I love cherry blossoms. So we have this public park. It's called Fairmount Park. And in Fairmount Park are cherry blossom trees that were delivered for years and years and years. And um, so, yeah, I'd like to be at Cherry Blossom uh, Festival in Japan. In Japan. I bet that would be beautiful. Yeah. I've been to the one in D.C. and that was amazing. But to go over there. Exactly. Would be even better. Very exciting. I haven't. I've been. So I've been to the around the cherry blossoms here in Philadelphia. And I went to the cherry blossom festival in the Brooklyn Botanical Garden, which was amazing. If I had to do it again, I, there's like one weekend where it's the, the peak weekend. Mm-hmm. I would not go that weekend because there were weights. I went there during the very peak and there's just too many people. That's yeah, super crowded. So it was super, super crowded, really interesting people because some people really get into it. Like I saw some women in uh, kimono and- uh, Oh, wow. Yeah, and uh, parasols and it was really cool. But if I were to do it again, which one of these days I'll do it again, uh, (laughs) I, I would go on either right before or right after so that I get the full benefit of all the cherry trees but without the cherry without the crowds, tree, without the the really big crowds, there'll well, still there be go. crowds, but probably not as much. Not quite as much. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. Um, you have talked about several times about your runs and your morning walks yeah. and things like that that you take, and definitely you can tell that exercise and health are important to you. Yeah. Look. Oh, uh, the listeners can't see this, but oh, I am wearing. Let's see. I'm wearing my uh, ball sand volleyball. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I, I was you- I was in a league, but uh since the pandemic, I have they, they're starting up. They're they're playing, uh, but I am not because people. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of people. people and COVID-19. <laughs> no, thank you. Although so what is your what's your favorite? What's your favorite exercise health activity that you like to do? Um, I, I would say the running because yeah. it, the reason is because it takes practically no equipment at all, you know, just a good pair of running shoes and you're mm-hmm. good to go. Basically everything else you probably already have. You probably already have some socks that'll work, yes. you know? <laughs> <laughs> so it, it doesn't take very little. Um, also, there are groups in Philadelphia that I could join that I could run with, mm. but I don't like, I like doing the solitude. doing it on my own, going at my own pace and um, it. Yeah. So, and uh, this morning's run, I was really surprised because the last time I did this um, journey you know, I, I go to different places in the city to, mm-hmm. uh, to do that. And, uh, the last time at the end, I was really struggling. I'm like, Oh God, when is this ever going to be over? <laughs> <laughs> and it was a piece of cake today. 
So there you go. Look at your consistency. Yeah. It makes a difference. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Uh, my husband's a runner and I know he's, he's huge into that. And that's, that's for sure. His, his stress relieving. Yeah. One of his stress relieving pieces, pieces of the day. Well, one of the benefits of health and exercise is that we do get to indulge in some food along the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, you and I have talked about food and wine I mean, and liquor. That's and all exactly true. Because like when I was trying to lose the, the COVID weight, that everybody has gained. Like, trust me, we're, you know, that was the great equalizer. You know, mm-hmm. we all had that happen to us. And um, I thought, oh, I'm really going to change up my diet. I'm going to really change it up and I'm really going to exercise because this weight has got to go. It cannot stay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what happened was I got successful and I'm like, well, I really don't, I, I can have those chocolate chip cookies. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I can sneak those. Well, you yeah. post some amazing food pictures. Do you like to cook or do you, would you rather go out? Um, that's a hard question because really the answer to that question has more to do with finances for me. This is true. So. Um, I probably would eat out a heck of a lot more, but I don't have the money to do that. I right. just don't. <laughs> I, I don't. So um, I'm, I enjoy cooking. In fact, there was, I had hosted for a number of years this Oscar party and Ooh. I would cook all the food for everyone. They're like, usually it would be like about 30 people. And, uh, and I, afterwards I had, um, a few people say to me, you really should go into catering. You really should. Oh, wow. And, um, I was like, no, I really shouldn't because <laughs> there are a million and one caterers. Like, and also what I would, what I like to cook, I like butter. I like mm-hmm. cream, like all the unhealthy things. Mm-hmm. I'm like. What would be my niche? Get unhealthy with me? No. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Collardine, take two. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There you go. And then you said earlier that you have rolled into the world of baking. Have you continued that since the pandemic has been over? uh, uh, Less so. Less. Yeah. Yeah. Life Uh, and time and all those things start to start to get in the way. Yeah. Probably like the travel advising took over from the baking. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, not not nearly as much. There you go. Well, we have a few other questions. Our other co-hosts had written in some questions that uh-huh. they wanted to, to know and to hear. So oh, first one is if you, <laughs> if you met a genie. And they gave yes. you three wishes. What would they be? Oh, one would. This is gonna sound really crazy, but uh, to have like a little superpower that comes with its own on-off switch. <laughs> that, um, like, when I want to be able to read someone's mind, I can turn the switch on Ooh. and get the answer that I'm looking for. But otherwise, you know, you know 
I truly do believe in the old adage of ignorance is bliss. So most of the time that would be off. So um, that would be one. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Two would be... I'm sorry. I'm... I'm, I'm, it has to do with the fact that I'm like so struggling with money right now that to that's just uh, the life of a travel advisor right now. Yeah. So, um, Jeannie, please give me um, incredible wealth. I know money doesn't, isn't that answer for everything, but it sure solves a lot. It helps for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then a third wish, third wish, uh, just, uh, to have like a, a soulmate to share everything with, mm-hmm. you know, yep. there you go. That's good. Those are Special person. Good, good there you go. Three. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then back to the food theme, I guess I should have asked this previously. If you okay. could dine with uh-huh. anyone living or dead, who would it be? Um, Benjamin Franklin. Oh, amazing answer. Um, Barack Obama. Okay. And um, who would it be? Uh, oh, so, uh, it would have to be someone like that's really funny. Like, I love... One of my favorite performers is uh, Leah Delaria. And um, one time she sent me this uh, message on Facebook. I I had made a post about this special moon event that was happening in the sky. Mm -hmm. Now, Philadelphia is about two hours from New York City. We see the same sky. And at (laughs) at the time, she was living in New York. And so she messages me. She's like, Douglas, will I be able to see that that whole moon phenomenon? I'm like, Leah, just that. You're living, you're hop, skip, and a jump away from me. Yes, we see the same sky. Yes, you will be yes. able to see what I'm talking about. <laughs> so she's hysterical. She is so funny and so incredibly talented. I don't who else would be? So that's good. We'll go with those. There you go. I like it. I would enjoy watching basketball with Barack Obama. Yeah. Like NCAA March Madness. That would be. Yeah. That would be entertaining to have that experience. Um, Okay. Two more questions. If you, what advice would you give your 18 year old self? We've lived through a lot. We've lived through changes, the pandemic, all of these things. What would you tell your 18 year old self? Um, I would I would um, kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier that um, A, you're okay. It's okay. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. um, it's okay that you're an introvert. I know you think you're an extrovert, but you're not. Trust me, (laughs) you're not. And um, an extroverted introvert. Everything that's. that you're insecure about, that's what's making you special. And um, lean into that and go ahead and go, 
it'll all work. It'll, it. trust me it'll all work out you'll be fine so yeah i feel like we could tell every 18 year old that like you said anything that you're yeah. insecure about is what right. makes you unique yeah. and special and will be a gift right to you along the way it's a very good okay Last question. You asked me this one and I really liked it. Um, what would your listeners be most surprised to learn about you? Um, I would have thought they would be surprised that I'm an introvert, that I really, I was surprised about that. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I would say that, that was, that would, it was, it was funny because I've gone through this whole big journey. You know, you asked me, what would you tell your 18 year self? My, well, mm-hmm. my 18 year old self would totally believe that they're an extrovert. I mean, totally, <laughs> totally. And then there got to be a point in my life, I'd say, I don't know, 10 years ago, where I would. Uh, label myself as something that they call an ambivert that you're both you're a little of both oh there we go uh an extrovert and an introvert and now ever since this pandemic i'm like no 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 dude (laughs) (laughs) just embrace you're not there yeah embrace being an introvert it's cool and i feel like we change i feel like there's a journey on that as well not that we're always denying ourselves what we are but that there's we evolve well, and change with time. I I feel that totally could be the case with, you know, since I feel like I've gone undergone this journey that I, I totally would ex- accept that, that maybe mm-hmm. I really was an extrovert when I was really young. I mean, mm-hmm. my, my mom tells the story about how um, when I was a baby and a young child, um, I was very gregarious. I would, you know, she'd take me on the stroller and I would just talk to complete strangers, no problem <laughs> from the stroller, you know, like start up conversations with, you know, she was not all that thrilled with. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk to strangers. <laughs> yeah. And um the the comments on my report cards always were the same <laughs> time and time again. Douglas is a joy to have in class. I love him. He's great, but he just really needs to learn when to shut up. <laughs> he, <laughs> he talks too damn much. So, and then, um, you know, I, yeah, I, and then what happened, I remember being in third grade and seeing this girl and she just was very calm and quiet and still. I'm like, wow, she is amazing. That is awesome. I want to be like her. And I made that decision. And like in the fourth grade, I became very, very quiet. And oh, I wow. Did, yeah. And that continued for years and years. And um, I went to high school and we went on this. We went to Walt Disney World for my senior class trip. Okay. And when we came back from the trip, Apparently, I was a chatterbox because <laughs> I had a friend who at the lunch table in the cafeteria was like, what the heck? Did you get late or something? What happened? Because <laughs> you're just a chatterbox. You're just talking left and right. What is what is Disney going magic. on? You, I'm like, I don't know. I guess I didn't have anything to say before. Now I do. 
that's funny. I feel like that's definitely a bigger yeah. ride. And oh yeah, ex- yeah. not necessarily extreme, so, but yeah. So yeah, I've def- yeah, it's 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 been a ride. <laughs> there you go. Life is a ride. There you go. Well, that is all I have. Thank you for letting us get to know you Thank better, you. Destination Douglas. This has been fun. If you would like to contact Amy or me. Uh, just go to the Reach for the Magic Destinations website. And there you'll find not only uh, Amy and myself, but you'll find other great um, travel advisors. And you'll get all the ins and outs of dealing with the maze that is making a travel come uh, to fruition, travel plan. And we also have a Travel Happens website at podpage.com forward slash travel dash happens. If you would like help with vacation plans, each of us has contact information in the show notes. And if you would like help with ocean or river cruises, you can reach out to me. For land lovers, I can help with universal parks and resorts. And if you would like help with Disney products like Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Alani, Adventures by Disney, and Disney Cruise Line, as well as all-inclusive resorts, seek out Amy. Amy's contact information is in the show notes as well. And I'd like to thank all the wonderful listeners out there, um, because without you, well, we're having fun anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we want to have more fun so because, like because subscribe listen. Each other. um next week uh well there won't be a podcast because summer this, break yeah this concludes season one we at travel happens will go on a little break for just a few weeks it's a few short weeks and um maybe you could bake some brownies i don't know <laughs> I might. Maybe. You never know. Um, we'll return with a brand new episode with a brand new season. So that is, that's everything. That's it. There we go. So don't yeah. forget, enjoy the summer. Don't forget to reach for the magic. Reach for the venture.